Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Silly putty with a bang. I have this recurring nightmare. I'm on a game show, and the $100,000 question is, what's the opposite of Swiss Air? And before I can think, I answer, Dalton Airways. Jack Dalton's dream, my nightmare. You know what my nightmare is? What is it? Actually, it would be a dream of mine. Riding Tillicum through the air. (laughs) Fast and furious. (laughs) (laughs) Riding a whale like a dart. Except whales can't fly, so we'd be plummeting to the ground at an alarming rate. Just think of... (laughs) You'd become one when you hit. They wouldn't be able to pull you guys apart. Oh, it'd be like that episode of CSI with Liquid Man. Oh, right, Liquid (laughs) Man. Bam! I thought Liquid Man was because uh, they found a guy in a a duffel bag. Right, and he was like in a really hot trunk. Right. But I feel like it would be the same effect. You just splattered and nothing. And turned to... Paste. Liquefied on the ground. <laughs> oh man, is this gonna be? Is Tilikum gonna be the new thing, or are we gonna let that this one go after this episode? No, I think I think because <laughs> Tilikum was never actually a whale; it was actually a, a, ro- a robotic device built by Quail. Oh man, could and, you imagine? And Quail's actually inside of this Tilikum whale thing. Yes, 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 my guy. He's just like moving this like lever back and forth, doing nothing. It's just one lever in a big gauge that says yes, no, and maybe on it. It's like the it's like Ace Ventura when he's in the rhino. Sure is hot in these rhinos. <laughs> he's just like taking all his clothes off inside. <laughs> Welcome to Mullets and Memories, everybody. I'm your host, Dave Champa. I'm the other host, Greg Klein. This is Mullets and Memories, episode 62. Today, Greg and I are going to be talking about season three, episode 18, Rock the Cradle. Rock the Cradle of Love, made out of Tillicum's corpse. (laughs) I've only had one Geary Summer Oh, no, I've had two. Me too. But that's okay. Maybe that's why I feel so funny <laughs> so i feel a little tingly <laughs> oh man uh what a what a pleasant surprise this episode turned it out to be for me it, tur- it turned it out to be great <laughs> it turned it out to be the best episode ever this episode turned it, it was it was i was pleasantly surprised by how good this episode was because it went back to basics for jagiver and and max <laughs> so I was really worried based off of the description that it was going to be just terrible. It, I f- it, it had the feeling that it could have been like like a farcical three men and a baby type situation oh, where they're just yeah. like getting into these like these like um, dumbfounded experiences while they're out together. Like, you know, they lose the baby on the bus or right. stupid things like that. But it was there was a legitimate story around it. It was good. It I, was good. It was way better than I expected. It I to thought be. so, too. Um this opening sequence that we have here was quite a long sequence. So from yeah. from the opening moment to it almost felt like it could have acted as its own like an opening gambit okay. type of an episode. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um but the 
there there's a bit of this that actually uh, carries on throughout the course of the episode with the with the plane. So mm-hmm. it does, you know, it follows through. So Jack has bought a plane and he bought it at a drug enforcement auction um, in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> And he and MacGyver are flying it back. Sure. Of course. Right. right. And I don't know how far into the trip they are, but they're, off, oh no, they're close enough. They're like 10 miles from from the runway. Wherever that is. Wherever the airstrip is that you're supposed to land. They're only 10 miles away. So about 10 miles out, an engine goes out. Mm-hmm. And Jack doesn't seem to care because he's like, yeah, the other one's running. Yeah, he's like, the other one's running. We'll be fine. And so they're like, MacGyver's like, okay, well. We'll just co- no. Jack's like, we'll just go ahead and we'll coast right in. Right, it'll be right. great. We'll be fine. So he's, he he flips the landing gear down. The right wheel goes down. The left wheel gets stuck, and MacGyver starts panicking. He's like, okay, okay, fine, Jack. I'm never flying with you again. This is terrible. And he like he digs. He finds a parachute, puts it on, and you think he's gonna bail. Right, right. But he he pops a compartment open and crawls out into the into the uh, the uh, the well where the uh, where the stuck landing gear right. is. And he looks up and he realizes that the the hydraulic fluid has leaked out, mm-hmm. and so he's trying to like figure out ways that he can get the landing gear to drop. Mm-hmm. And he sees a he goes back up and he grabs a fire extinguisher and he perfectly attaches the edge of the fire extinguisher, and like screws the edge of the fire extinguisher uh-huh. into the hydraulic hose, and he turns on the fire extinguisher, and that pressure is just enough. To drop the landing gear. Right. But not only does it drop the landing gear, but it drops MacGyver out of the plane. <laughs> it does. <laughs> he hangs onto the landing gear just for a second and then he falls. And I love it because he's like started, he's trying to get himself back up and he loses his grip. And right before, it's like a Murdoch moment when Murdoch goes over the side, he just goes, Jack! <laughs> he's just like pissed <laughs> off. And you see, you see the parachute open and we hear the MacGyver theme and we, we know that obviously he's fine, but. Jack's like, oh, hey, we did it, Mac. All right, we landed. We're great. He turns around, MacGyver's not there. Yeah. And he looks out on the runway, and he sees MacGyver land, and MacGyver does like a like a 360 <laughs> and just like barrel rolls across the runway. Right, <laughs> and, and, and gathers up his parachute and walks over to the hangar. And I like how like nobody cares. Like they, Jack lands a plane with, with one running engine and just taxis straight to the hangar, and obviously someone fell out of the airplane. Because <laughs> right, there's a guy next to him who lands in the field. Yeah, right, and then <laughs> gathers up. But nobody comes over. There's nope. no emergency vehicles. Nope. There's nothing no and jack's like macgyver he's like skipping over the runway to get to macgyver and so we pulled this clip because it's a great clip and so macgyver sort of just like unleashes the furies on him again i don't know why i'm mad at you i already knew you were nuts the question is how touched am i to keep getting hooked up with you hey you're gonna look back on this someday mac and laugh when we make a good concern out of dalton air no no i refuse to get wrapped up in your insanity no Hey, look, back! wait, wait, I know I got a little harem scarum up there, but you'll never have to fly with me again if you don't want to. That's good, Jack. That's perfect. I really don't want to fly with you ever. <laughs> so he just loses his shit. Completely un- yeah. loses it. And rightfully so, because if it weren't for Jack buying a bad plane from a Mexican drug enforcement auction... Losing the landing gear and then bailing MacGyver out of the plane when the landing gear drops, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to fly with Jack ever again either. Nope, never. <laughs> because the last time MacGyver flew with Jack, they got arrested in France. Yes. Yeah, and then the time before that, they got they got 
arrested in wherever South they, America from, for hiding heroin in orchids. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I wouldn't want to fly with Jack either. That's a big fat no, no. So Jack's like, okay, well, you don't you don't have to fly with me ever again. That's fine. We can. That's good. And so they kind of like just drive away, and we cut to another scene at the officers' club. Which is just like a little bar. It's a pilot's bar. And we meet the owner, whose name is Cutler. Mm. And Cutler has just finished negotiating with a man named Milland or Milland. I forget his name, but <laughs> he doesn't last very long in the episode. Anyway, Milland is is sort of like breaking this deal. Yeah. He has this big deal going with him. He's like, nope. I, he's like, I want, I want $20,000 in actual money for this currency paper. So what they're doing is they're running a counterfeiting ring. Yeah. So they're trying to buy currency paper that this guy is selling to Cutler and he's like no I want 20 grand in actual currency for this currency paper right rather than the $100,000 in counterfeits mm-hmm. kind of makes sense to me sure yeah like you want real money right yeah <laughs> like I yeah. get it yeah so um, Cutler's partner they're like talking in their office and so uh, Cutler's partner his name is Durst he looks around and he's like sees all these counterfeit bills like laying on the ground mm-hmm. he's like well, what the fuck are these like what are these doing all over the place and he's like huh He's like, no, I put those in the dryer with the poker chips to, to make it look like they were used bills. And so they open the dryer, and he picks up all these poker chips, mm-hmm. and all the money is gone. And so they go over to the counterfeit machine, and they look they look for the, the plates. Yeah. And the, all the of printing press the printing plate. plates. Thank you. And all of the plates are gone. Yeah. And so they realize that at that point, somebody has, somebody has not only stolen all the counterfeit bills, but has also stolen the plates. Which is, yeah, a lot of money. Which is, yeah. So we cut to a waitress named Katie, and she's in the back of the bar, and she's checking on her son. And in in the back room is this guy's name is Carlo, mm. and it's the boy. It's Katie's boyfriend. He's like, listen, I'm getting out of town, and I want you to come with me. Um, I stole all this money from Cutler. Uh, like we, from upstairs, from upstairs, and we're still yeah, f- we're gonna finance the trip with all this, and like he holds it out, and it's like it's like a hundred thousand dollars and and counterfeit um, bills. Yeah. No, it's I'm sorry, it's five thousand dollars. Was it that because little? he hides the ninety five thousand right. in the baby's basket, right? And he takes the five grand out, and he's like, "This is what we're gonna need to finance our trip." And so Cutler and Durst are upstairs, and they're like, "Well, this you know Carlo's been here not very long, but he's been kind of doing a little bit of snooping, mm-hmm. um, snooping around." <laughs> And, <laughs> it's a little snooping around now, and he's like, they go to find Katie. Uh, snooping, okay, Snoopy. Sno- what? What? What was that? <laughs> I don't know. So they see Carlo, and they chase him out into the back alley. And so he tries to climb and jump over a fence, mm-hmm. but Durst like just shoots him. Yeah, but the guy's like, no, and don't Carlo's do like, it. What the fuck are you doing? Seriously, like, what are you doing? Because Katie has now just witnessed a guy shoot her boyfriend. Right. And now, sh- now they have to get rid of a body. Right, it's like, great, and now they have a witness with a baby, right? And uh, who and Katie runs off, and they go through Carlo's body, and they find only five thousand dollars. Like, where's the rest? Right, and they think, well, she has to have it, right? Exactly. Which is great, great, Carlo, right? You dumbass, way to go! So Katie runs away, and Durst is like, well, she's not going to really get that far. Like, there's not many places that she can go. Like, we'll find her. Like, right? She's got a kid, and she has ninety five thousand dollars on her in counterfeit money. Exactly. Um, so Jack, uh, has now gotten back to the houseboat and obviously MacGyver is still pissed and he's like, he's got his pillow over his face. He's like, no, 
No, I don't want to talk to you. Get the fuck out of my face. I don't want to hang out with you anymore, Jack. You're nothing but bad news. <laughs> Jack's like, listen, MacGyver, seriously, for real, honestly, I'm telling you now, I need you to believe me. I have a real, honest-to-God shipment in place for my planes. No shit. This is actually a thing. And MacGyver's like, no. Well, all right, what's what's the contract for? Yeah, speaking of shit. Right. What's the contract for? And he's like, Shipping portable potties to Panama. <laughs> He's like, "Come on, it's legit. Come on, Jack. And MacGyver's Come on, like, Mac. Let's go. No, but I, but my engine's not working. I got to get the engine running. I got to get. I got to fly this stuff out tomorrow so I can make money. So I can make the money to pay for the uh, for the hangar. Because if I can't pay for the hangar, I have nowhere to live. And if I have nowhere to live, I'm going to live with you. And that was enough for MacGyver to be like. All right, I've got this. I've got this here. I got this in the bag, and I got this. Let's go. Let's just do this. Let's get it done. Yeah, and it's like dark out, so it's probably I'm gonna guess probably like eight or nine o'clock at night. Oh yeah, MacGyver up and goes with Jack. Like just like I got some tools in storage, and I got a welder, and I got okay. Let's fix this. Yeah, exactly. So because the- I'm just gonna say. Because MacGyver is also an airplane mechanic. Of course he is. He has a master's degree in what physics? Yes. Yeah, that's what you. That's what people do, right? <laughs> yep, all all physics master's degree holders can fix airplanes. So they get there, and they get to the, um, excuse me. <coughs> well, oh my God, what's happening over there? I don't know. So they get to the hangar, and they start talking about a few things here and there, and they're trying to get everything ready, and they start, they hear this like, it's clearly a baby's cry. Yeah. And Jack's like, oh, what was that, a cat? Yeah, MacGyver's like, no, it wasn't Jack, a you're cat. You're a moron. You really you thought dope. that was a fucking cat? Come on, you dipshit. That was a baby. So they check on it, and they see, like, you see Katie, who's, like, kind of, she's crying, because she's, like, leaving her child with, with Jack right. and this other man that she has no idea who, who he is. Mm-hmm. And she's crying, and she slips out the back door. So they pick up the baby, and MacGyver... You know, he takes to it pretty quickly. Like, he knows what's... Go- like, he doesn't know what's going on, mm-hmm. but he takes to it quickly, and Jack's, like, panicking. He's like, what is this? What are we going to do with this? Like, we can't have this. this. We can't do this. We can't do... I'm not going to keep this baby. i got to call social services. Yeah. So they find a note in the bag, and it says it's from a woman named Katie, and she says, this baby's name is Jack Jr. Jack, it's yours. Right. And Jack's like, uh, I don't know anybody named Katie. His eye and starts his eye twitching. Starts twitching, and Jack's... And Mac's like... Jack, you know what I'm talking about. Your eyes twitching. I know you're lying. I don't like, know anyone named Katie. I don't know anybody. I don't. I'm all met or met her once. I might have talked to her once. And he said it was a little over a year ago, which would make the timeline work out fine. That this right. child is now here, and Jack starts panicking because the baby shits. <laughs> right. They're both like, "What's that smell?" Oh. And he like holding the baby out like you see like the, the very stereotypical like hold the baby as far away from you as you can without dropping it. And yeah. he calls MacGyver to come back, and he's like, Mac, we got to do something about this baby. Like, we need to change this baby's diaper. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to do. And so MacGyver starts, like, looking in the bag, and he's, or no, Jack starts looking. He's like, well, maybe Katie left some diapers in the in the basket. Why don't you look in where the baby was? And he lifts up the blanket, and he sees all this money, and he starts, like, getting really, really excited. He's like, and, oh, this baby's got a trust fund. Exactly. And he's and realizing it, not at this point, but he's like $95,000 in there. And so Jack's right. like... Well, maybe I overreacted a little bit. Yeah. Maybe we can just see where this baby, where the things with this baby like, goes. The priorities here, this is the one part of the episode I, I really didn't like. They find a baby and they don't do anything about it. They're right. just like, oh, we found a baby in the airplane hangar. Oh, we think we know who it is. Let's just take care of it. Right. Because Jack even mentions, like, oh, I'm going to call social services. And then, you know, a little bit later in the episode, you know, Pete mentions, like, you guys got to call the cops. Like, let, no one does anything. They're like, no, oh, let's just see what happens here. 
Ugh. It's an abandoned child in the airport with someone who claims that it's Jack Dalton's baby. <laughs> but it's fine. We'll just take care of it. It'll be great. And Jack's like, he, at, at first, he's all freaked out. He's like, I got to get this airplane running so I can make money. I can't have this baby hanging out here crying. Right. We got to work. Right. We got to do this. So so we cut away for a minute. We, we, go to, we, we, we go back to Katie. And she's at an apartment, and she knocks on the door, and her friend Don opens the door. Now, Don is saying to, to Katie, like, hey, Cutler and Durst have already come here, and they're looking for you. Like, things aren't good. She's like, you can't stay with me, but here's enough money to get yourself out of town. Just take a bus. Go anywhere. Like, get out of here, mm-hmm. and don't come back. Right. And she just turns and leaves. Yeah, she takes the <laughs> money and leaves. Like, yeah. this one, her friend didn't ask where the baby was, didn't ask anything. Just right. like, just get out of here. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you can't, yeah. You're a liability. I don't want you here, but here's some money. But here's some money. Go ahead and take a bus and get yeah. the fuck out of here. Good luck. <laughs> so we cut back to Jack Jr. Jack Jr., Jack and Mac. Are Jesus, at, are, God. Are at the houseboat. And they're trying to make him comfortable. Like MacGyver has like crafted this like swinging crib. I'm, at the same night, though, like they they've or, they went to the hangar to work on the plane. They found a baby, and then they went back to Je- Max's houseboat, right, and made a crib, right. And now they're hanging out at Max's. It looks like house. it made out of like a lobster crate. Yeah, like kind of lobster <laughs> crate, like fish netting, lobster, lobster track with yeah some netting and some rope. And he's got it set like MacGyver's laying on the couch with his head with a pillow on his head, and he's like trying to like f- scream at Jack. He's like, "Jack, yeah. it's your turn. You got to get this baby." Well, like- because MacGyver ha- has the pillow over his head, and and he has his right. hand sticking out, <laughs> right. attached to a rope that's attached to the crib, so it's like kind of rocking it, so he keeps pulling it, right? So he doesn't have to listen to the baby screaming, right? And it's pretty clear at this point, like that neither of them have any idea what the hell they're getting themselves into, right? And Jack realizes at this point that like he's like well maybe i want to keep this baby he's like i $95,000 is a great way to start things off yeah and max like this sounds a little too fishy $95,000 in a baby's basket like in a baby that you found right yeah i don't think maybe we might want to we might want to figure a few things out first judging you know judging max background there should be red flags all over the place and so i love this scene because jack's like holding the baby and he's bouncing the child and the baby like reaches forward and knocks over i don't even know what the baby knocks over but it triggers this slow motion rube goldberg like (laughs) machine like like the baby like yeah hits this it's not like a it's like a bot not a bottle it's like a bottle and a book and then another thing and then like a folder and eventually bumps into a beer bottle that jack had left on the counter that falls over onto Mac's computer keyboard shorts the whole thing out yeah like (laughs) catastrophically shorts it out but the whole thing was in like super super slow motion i thought it was awesome <laughs> it was really really good it was I really lo- well done i loved it i loved it but it just kind of out of like these guys they're just like it, it what are you dave if you found a baby in an airplane hangar what would you even if it said it was yours i would either call social services or the cops yeah i'd be like or, what or is child this? development services i would call something yes yeah. like, even I don't if know i got a note is. that said dave i don't know what to do anymore this is yours Okay, well, we'll let the DNA test prove that. Right. I'm going to call social services first. Like, as much as I would love to say, yes, I will raise this child as my own, uh-huh. as I see fit. There are rules and regulations that you would have to you, you'd have to call the cops and say, "Hey, someone left a baby that says they're mine. Can we get a DNA test?" Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I would absolutely do that first. Jeez. So MacGyver at this point's like, all right, we, we got to get this kid out of here. Like, we got to figure out what's going on. So he takes the money and he puts it away and he gets and he gets ready to leave. And as he picks up the blanket, the counterfeiting plates 
have then have now fallen out of the blanket all onto the floor. Mm-hmm. And they're like, huh, this is interesting. Yeah. And MacGyver <laughs> identifies. He's like, wait, these are printing press plates. What the hell are they money. doing in this baby's basket? Oh, wait a minute. That's not real money. They're like, Jack, I told you. Jack's like, oh, man. So they take the plates and the money to the only person that they can think of mm. that would know anything about babies, counterfeit money, and printing plates. Pete Thornton. Of course. <laughs> At, I guess it's still the same night. It, I, it, I would think it's probably... Day, day hasn't come yet. Right. It's probably like, I'd say between two and three three four o'clock in the morning it's it's early morning so they go to the phoenix foundation and pete's in a suit and tie yeah there's pete because (laughs) pete lives there exactly (laughs) he has he his apartment's just for show he just lives in his office right and so he confirms yeah he's like this is definitely there's a counterfeiting scheme going on (laughs) they're gonna say he confirms yep that's a baby (laughs) he does he kind of does yep that's a this is a human baby yep that's uh (laughs) you you found a human child yeah i can go ahead and die easy now (laughs) i've seen it all i've seen it all so he's like the money plates are real he's like that's for sure he's like but this is definitely there's a counterfeiting scheme going on here um and they have this they got a report that somebody working at a mint had actually stolen mm-hmm. these plates to assuming they were go- this person was going to sell them to a buyer right sure so um pete shows up uh both jack and macgyver at this point so like jack's like Mag- uh, pete's like what do you mean you guys don't know how to change a diaper? You don't know how to do this? You know, give, give me that child. Give me the baby. After they clear a space off on Pete's desk and, and Pete puts down some newspaper. Yeah. And he starts- He's like, ch- this is imported leather. Yeah. And we, I, we put down some paper first. So Big Papa Pete, he like lays the baby down. He changes the diaper. And at this point, like Jack and MacGyver are like, all right, Pete, you got this well in hand, buddy? All right, we're going to go ahead and take off. We're going to figure out what's going on. Hey, with you're this not going to leave me here with this baby, are you? You're not going to. The door slams. Okay. All right, well, let's clean, let's clean you up here, little guy. And Pete clearly has a fatherly touch. Like, he's such, he's so good with this kid. Well, he has, he has a son. <laughs> he does have a son yeah. who he hasn't seen since the episode where he was kidnapped. Exactly. <laughs> but right. that's whatever. That's fine. <laughs> that's why Pete has an apartment by himself exactly. that he doesn't use. It's just full of shaved he's mar- ice. He's he's what? It's full of shaved ice. Would you think I said it's full of shit and rice? <laughs> I was gonna have to go back and listen to the episode to see if I said that. I said shaved ice, you dink. Oh God! So <coughs> I'm such so, a jerk. So Jack Junior is left in Pete's care, and MacGyver and Jack head over to the officers' club to kind of figure out what's going on. And they meet up with Don. And Don, they meet up with Dawn. Dawn's like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you anything about Katie. I have nothing to tell you. So Dawn is the woman that Katie went to right. see, and that Dawn gave her the money. Dawn gave her the money, and so she, they start asking her about Katie, and Dawn like refuses to say anything about. Nope, her. I'm not she, talking about her. The only thing she says is she's going to agree to give Jack's number to Katie if she sees Katie. But right. that's it. And right. so we cut to the the upstairs office, which looks like a control tower from the from inside of the club. Yes, looks like an airport control tower, which is kind of clever. It's kind of neat. Like it looks it's cool. Cute it's like a two way mirror. Kind of cool. So you can't see anyone standing up there, and and uh, they see Jack, and they recognize him immediately as Katie's one of Katie's former boyfriends. So right. they, they know that there's. Feels like there's no reason why Jack should be here if Katie's not here. Pestering one of their waitresses. Right. Um. So once Jack and MacGyver are gone, Don looks up and mm-hmm. sees Durst, and he just like looks at her and gives her the like, like the come here finger. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know how to describe it on a podcast. Yes, the you're com- right. The come here finger. Ugh. Come here to me. That sounds just don't. <laughs> you're right. That's terrible. <laughs> I'm, gonna give, I'm gonna give you the come here finger. God, we've lost our minds in this episode. Uh, so okay, so back at the hangar, uh, Jack is like he's basically like playing war with Jack Junior, like in the cockpit. Yeah, you know he's like got he's got Jack Junior holding the handles and he's just like playing both the, the handles, the the, the the what the what is it called the I don't know the freaking steering wheel yeah right the, yeah and so he's like replaying this like war scene and he's like you know pretending to like to fire off the gun and the kids smiling and goofing around with him how I'm just gonna point out this is the next day they still haven't fixed that plan and Jack has to make money yes exactly delivering those porta potties or whatever but I like this scene here because. So Pete comes in and he's like, "Hey, by the way, the police found uh, found a body, and it turns out it was Carlo." And then he just drives away. Yeah, just like right. A real one off. Like, oh, okay, thanks, Pete. <laughs> thanks, Pete. And See ya. And now Pete's gone. Cool. Yeah. Um, so Mac is like working on this like um, RC plane. It's a cool looking plane. Yeah, right. He's, like goofing around with it, and uh, he looks up at Jack and he's like, "Hey, Jack, how are things going up there?" And Jack's like, "You know what? I think I'm ready to take care of this kid." He's like, "I, I, I think I think I'm ready to start making some honest so- to god money." So what is this, like 12 hours later? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm ready to start making some honest-to-goodness money. And he's like, however, he's like, I'm, I'm really going to need your help to get this plane working because I want to make this delivery for good, for real. Right. And start making money so I can raise this kid. And, and Mac has this great moment where he's just like, you got it, buddy. You like, got it, Jack. Just the shift in his voice again. Like, he's yeah. like, okay, like, that's why he's such a good friend. Right. And it was awesome. It was just such a good moment. And they have another moment coming up here, which... Uh, Again, another elevated scene just like brought the whole thing, brought yes. the whole thing down. So Cutler and Durst show up and they kind of run out of the car and they're like holding just these enormous shotguns <laughs> and they start running into the hangar and they're like, we need to know where Katie is. You tell us now. And MacGyver's like, I don't know where Katie is. I'm sorry. Right. They didn't come to rob them. They didn't come to take him hostage. They just came to get information. And that- But they put on like these plastic masks so you can't see their face. Right. But they're just like, we, where's Katie? We want to know where Katie is. That's it. And they're like, Max, like, yeah, I don't know where Katie's. Like, all right, well, we'll just take the baby. Yeah, and Jack's like, no, you're not. No, that's okay. So MacGyver, he drills the RC plane. Like he takes this, he take the plane takes off, and then like he like chases them. Well, they get distracted by the sound of the RC plane taking off because he has the remote in his hand. Yeah, and it takes off from the other end of the hangar and just makes all this noise. And he tells Jack to turn on the engines on the real plane. Yep, revs them all up, gets the props going, and then MacGyver runs up and grabs like a hose or some fire foam again right and f- starts spraying it at the propellers to cover these guys in water and shit right maybe not maybe not shit but, but water yeah and so he tells jack to get on the horn and call the police on the plane radio and and uh, uh durst and um the other guy i can't remember his name off the top of my head cutler they're like oh my god he's gonna call the cops we gotta get out of here and they run and they just run and before this happens, like MacGyver crashes his RC plane like mm-hmm. into the middle of the hangar, the biggest explosion it <laughs> blows up, it bursts into flames at the first. Exp- oh my gosh, it was amazing! Kaboom! And Jack was like, "Hey, uh, MacGyver, the plane radio doesn't work." He's like, "I know, it was worth a shot." <laughs> and now the guys have left, and then they don't do anything. I know, and that's it. So the guys show up to, essentially to steal the baby. Mac and Jack and Jack Jr. thwart them. Uh, yep. And that's it. Yeah. 
And so now Jack and MacGyver are back at uh, back at the office with Pete, and Pete is like insisting at this point, like that they call social services. Yeah, now, and that's what I make a note. It's like, <laughs> wait, so they haven't called the police yet? Right, still haven't called the police. And Pete isn't a cop. The Phoenix Foundation isn't law enforcement. No, they are not. And so Pete at this point is now like trying to be the voice of reason and telling them like, all right, you got to turn this kid over. And Jack's like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to raise this kid as my own. Like, I want to turn over a new leaf and Mm -hmm. da-da-da-da-da. And so they're like, okay, well, you're going to have to, like, contact Katie at some point. Yeah. How are you going to do that? I'm like, oh. Hmm. Well, we'll we'll go ahead. We'll we'll find a way to do that. And we cut to the next scene. You see Jack and MacGyver in, like, a a little sky plane. Yeah. And they're pulling a banner behind the plane. And it says, Katie, Jack misses his mama. Yeah. Call. Call. 555-488. Seven, seven, six. Nine, seven six. Yeah, so call five 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 four eight seven six and you may get Jack Dalton. Or Pete Thornton. Or MacGyver. Or MacGyver MacGyver. Or MacGyver MacGyver or Quail. I don't know. I think you're gonna get Quail. <laughs> Hello. In a Tilikum costume. <laughs> Hello, this is Quail. <laughs> You cold. Good God, Quail, why do you smell so bad? And so then we just like we cut to us, they're just like sitting there waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. Like we have them just like sitting, they're waiting for the phone and nothing happens. And there's this scene of like of uh Katie walking in the rain, walking by like a an, an appliance store that has TVs in the window and she sees like the news and MacGyver and Mac are on the news. She's crying on and the She's just crying and then the plane they show a shot of the plane on the news with the phone number. Yeah. And then the next shot like then she goes you see her walk into like a phone booth or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly, and so they're back there, and MacGyver's like, "So Jack, what do you? Uh, what are we gonna do here? Like, she's not gonna call." And so they have this really awesome moment where, like, Jack admits, like, this might be this might be it for him. Like, this might be what he needs to start settling down. And he mm-hmm. asks, he asks MacGyver, like, "Hey, what about you? You ever thought about raising a family?" And MacGyver's like, "Yeah, you know, I've thought about it. Uh, I just never really made that commitment." And there was just this really heartfelt back and forth between the two of them. And again, it just reinforced like however much they hate each other at points, or yeah. he hates Jack. Right? They really are great friends. They are indeed. And it was just this was another one of those scenes. I was just like such a such a great moment and as the scene's happening the phone rings and katie's on the other end and she's sort of like crying for a few minutes and Mm -hmm. she's like jack jack and they 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 kind of set up a quick meeting yeah and they pick her up and they get her back to the houseboat yeah of course i I like where all meetings take place i'm just saying like i like how we have very smoothly referred to macgyver's home as the houseboat like not his house not a boat it's his houseboat it's It's the the houseboat. houseboat It is the houseboat. That's all it is. <laughs> the houseboat. So, of course, Pete, uh, Big Papa Pete, shows up mm. at the houseboat. Yeah. And he tells them, he's like, so the guy that uh, had sold them the counterfeit currency paper, Milland. Yes. Um, prior to this scene, he was going to get his money, and they ended up shooting him dead. Right. After he had, like, gave them. Delivered all this. Uh, this uh, the currency current- paper. Yeah. Federal Reserve, yeah, like the yeah currency. They deliver the currency paper. He's like, all right, where's my money? They hand him the envelope of money and then turn around and they blow him away. Yeah, because it was like a a hundred dollar bill and then stacks a newspaper underneath it. What is this? What's this stuff? What did you expect, dude? Right, and they blow him away. Yeah, you do shady (laughs) stuff. You deal with shady people. You get shot. Right, exactly. So the the Department of the Treasury 
has traced this counterfeiting ring to Cutler and Durst of the club. Right. They were able to trace that all the way back there. And so uh, Mac and Pete go to the officer's club to sort of help out and assist with searching the place because, of course, mm-hmm. they work for the police department. Yeah, they um, and they can just show up to a crime scene and run on in. Right. And so Jack's like, hey, Katie, we should talk about us for a few. And Katie's like, ah, you know what? I got to go take a shower first. And so she just like bails. Right. And goes to take a shower. And Jack's like, oh, oh, yeah, no, that's that's fine. And leaves him, leaves him with Jack Jr. Of course. Right. Of course. So then we cut back to the club and Cutler and Durst, they're in this like... um secret room like a two-way mirrored room in the room above the right. club in their office there's like a secret back room like a safe room that's silent that has video cameras they can see outside it's like soundproofed so they can't so they don't make noise and they're hiding out in there and they're actually just going to wait until all the federal agents leave right they're just gonna hang out which right. i think is pretty ballsy that's pretty cool just like hanging out in the room while the treasury like searches right. the place and they're watching them through the glass because it's doesn't think they're clearly taking a lot of liberties to think that the treasury is that stupid right to not check every nook and cranny of that office exactly so so we get back to the the houseboat and katie finally admits to jack that um jack jr's not his that it's actually carlo's son right um and jack's like oh he's like a little crushed Okay, well, I guess uh, guess fine. guess I'll give you the baby back. That's <laughs> he hands the like, baby that's back. Fine. That's fine. Whatever. That's fine. I'll just. Uh... And he legitimately looks crushed. Yeah, because he goes straight to the fridge and gets a beer. Just yeah, just completely, completely destroyed. And he's like, that's fine. Whatever. That's you know, that's fine. I, I, f- I was. That's all right. I feel terrible for him. Like he's like holding back tears. I know. Just really sad. I'm he like, like really wanted this to be, and I wanted it to be Jack. I did kid. too. I really did too. I wanted it to be Jack and MacGyver's kid with Grandpa Pete. <sighs> Could you imagine Jack and MacGyver raising a kid? Oh my god! On the river. Oh man! Outside the cabin. Oh my god! Okay, Murdoch so burned down. MacGyver takes his houseboat and they just travel the Mississippi. Do you think that houseboat can leave the dock? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it has power under its own, but I think they, they obviously put a couple more. outboards on it. And just Ooh, drive, that'd just be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, right. They go to go see the world in their houseboat. Mac, Jack, and Pete. They just leave the Phoenix Foundation forever. <laughs> Mac, Jack, Pete, and Jack Jr. Man, see that, now. There's three there's, men and a baby. There's your follow-up show. There it is, right there. <laughs> oh, and then Tillicum follows them around on the water. <laughs> Tillicum comes up every now and then, brings uh, brings them like seafood and stuff. Leaves like fish on the deck for them in the morning. Until the one day he shows up, just belly up, just like, <laughs> just like slamming up against the MacGyver. <laughs> MacGyver just hops in the water. Well, we gotta we better ha- harvest him while he's fresh. <laughs> I was gonna say. Can't let a good dead whale go to waste. <laughs> Pete, watch out for sharks. Keep an eye out. I'm going to cut this thing up. Oh, God. That's so Tillicum has survived two episodes so far. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to carry him through the next one? I think so. I guess. Oh, you know what? What? I, we'll get there, but I know what the next episode's about. <laughs> so it's he could survive for a third episode. Oh, boy. So MacGyver and Pete arrive at the club. And they're like upstairs in the office. And they're literally standing right outside this two-way mirror. Like they're like feet away right. from Cutler and Durst and, and MacGyver's like just sort of like you can see something running in his brain yeah little hamsters running around up in his brain <laughs> and Pete's like <laughs> Pete's like what are you thinking about there and he's like he's like I just can't get over this he's like the the dimensions of this upstairs room don't match the dimensions from the downstairs floor plan he's like it's bigger up here yeah. than it should be yeah and so he's thinking he's smaller like, this room is smaller this, this room is smaller be. than it should be he's like there's more space up here and I don't know what and so he 
turns all he does is he turns off the lights uh-huh and it's enough that you see the lights in the other room go because on. those guys are stupid and they left the lights on right if you if you know how two-way mirrors work if you have a light on the other side of the mirror you can see through it right exactly that's exactly what these guys and that's did. exactly but you see it's funny because the lights go off and like one of the guys is just standing there with a shotgun cocked right and he just shoots the shotgun right through the mirror right and then they charge and macgyver and, the, and pete and the, russell the two guys and then throw them out the front window that looks like the control tower yes down onto the restaurant floor boom and like, that's just, it that was it and so i don't even know if they have a line to end the episode but mm. that's it. Like they cut away, and they we come back to the end of the episode, and we're back at the houseboat, right? And Katie's getting ready to leave, and she's like, "Oh, I don't really know where I'm gonna go." Um, but Jack like convinces her to hang around for just a little bit longer, yeah, so that they can go out and see the city, and he can show her some things around. And mm-hmm. but they have to; they're gonna leave Jack Junior behind so that like he and Katie can have some time together. Mm-hmm. And MacGyver and Pete, of course, are like, "Oh yeah, no, we'll watch him." And as as they're leaving, uh, MacGyver takes over here. Just the guys, huh, JG? You know, I never thought of you as the paternal type. Pete, this has nothing to do with fatherhood. I happen to know talent when I see it. Ah. How about a goal? Oh, yeah, yeah, here. How's that? He's a rookie. Open it up. Uh-huh. All right, the puck, the puck. No. Face off at some rice. All right, go get it, kid. Go get Shoot. it. And he scores! Unbelievable! He's wide open! The future of amateur hockey in the United States! And we freeze frame with MacGyver in like midway through his like, <sighs> like cheering for so much fun. Yeah. So we got baby hockey. Go baby hockey. Baby hockey ends the episode. Go down, down here, baby hockey. <laughs> yeah. So MacGyver makes him play baby hockey. Yep, and he scores. So mm, scores good. Way to go, Jack Junior. Scores against Pete, which is not easy. It's not easy to do. Pete's yeah. good goalie. Pete's. Pete knows how to stop. Do you him. think uh, a couple episodes back when Mac was painting the hockey goalie that it was actually painting Pete? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. He was absolutely painting Pete. And uh, oh, man, that was a good episode. It was. <laughs> this was a good episode. Would you, what do you think? What were your final thoughts on this? You episode? know, I liked it. There are some weird bits. Um, I really liked. So I'm going to give it a, a mullet for uh, the the interactions between Jack and Mac in, in the negative way, seeing how. How finally you really see how MacGyver in Jack's relationship is stressed. Yes. Because Jack is a tool bag and MacGyver keeps saying yes to Jack. Yes. So there's a problem. That's the first time you really see MacGyver really freak out at Jack. Oh, yeah. Well, he did fall out of a plane. But That's true. And <laughs> the other side of that, another mullet for the really good strength of their relationship of Mac being like when Jack says, you know, I, I think I'm ready to do this like as a father. I mean, MacGyver's right there with him. He's like, yep. You're right. Let's do it. And uh, just seeing them talk about some, you know, heartfelt stuff. You think about raising yeah. a family? Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, another ma- uh, another mullet for Grandpa Pete and his diaper-changing capability. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, there's a fourth one. What's the fourth one? Oh, I don't know. Um, I hadn't thought about it past three, but there's a fourth one in there. I like. It wasn't a five mullet for me. 
but I all right. I think four was good. Okay. Um, Maybe my mullets will trigger yours because you're at three okay. right now. I'm at three. Okay. So I go. I actually went one and a half for the moments of with Jack and Mac, like the really because he has the one where they talk about wanting to raise a family, but then there's the other one in the hangar where he realizes like he's like you got to help me fix this plane, and Jack's mm. and MacGyver's like you got it, buddy. Like absolutely, like this is great. So I give it a mullet and a half for those moments. I okay. thought those were just really well done. I got a mullet for Big Papa Pete. <laughs> um, Big Papa Pete. <laughs> uh, a mullet for Baby Hockey. Yep. And, okay. And a half a mullet for the slow-mo Rube Goldberg. Oh, damn. Maybe that was the... Mm, I'll give that a half a mullet because it really took me out. Okay. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's, th- that's three and a half for me. Three and a half? Um, okay. okay. I ended up... That ended me up at four. Okay. So you ended up three and a half unless, oh, well, unless you can think of something? I think it was four. It was good. Like It was better than I expected. I want to give it another mullet someplace. Just want to give it an honorary half a mullet? I'll give it an honorary half mullet. So four mullets <laughs> so for me. four mullets. It was good. Like it was, a, it was a solid good episode. Yeah, it definitely was. It was one of the few episodes that I... Since the initial introduction of Jack Dalton, Yes, this is the best other Dalton episode. I would agree. I would absolutely agree that this is definitely in probably the top three yeah. best Dalton episodes, and I hated his first inter- introduction. Oh, really? You didn't? I like- liked his second appearance better than his first one. I wished it was. I wished that was his first appearance, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, no, really good episode, really well done, a f- far better than Two Eagles. <laughs> oh. Even though we love we love ourselves a little Two Eagles. Mm. This was this was a good one. This was back to back to form, and it's just again this lends more credence to the fact that I think. I think season three may have been the cream of the crop for the series. Oh, that uh, like I said uh, a week or so ago, that kind of scares me. I know we still because have four seasons left. If, it go- if this is the pinnacle, four and a half actually, because season seven's like half a season. So but even still, so maybe maybe it's the best by not that much. So maybe the rest are still really good. I hope so. Me too. I really hope so. Because w- what are we getting ourselves into? <sighs> amazing, amazing. Mullety goodness. Oh my god, yes. Can you imagine Tilikum with a mullet? All right. Hold that thought about Tilikum. You want to hear what next week's episode is? Oh, I do. All right. So the next episode is season three, episode nineteen, The Endangered. Oh. When MacGyver visits an animal preserve hoping to reunite with an old girlfriend who is now a park ranger, he ends up helping her battle poachers who are killing endangered animals. <laughs> I think Tilikum's gonna live to fight another day. I think it's gonna be pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> this episode could really my issue is is that the next episode could really kind of fall into that like like the toxic waste episode fell into where it was mm. just a little too preachy yeah. about the toxic waste and about, this, things like that. Like yeah. I, I think it could have that have that possibility. I think it'll get there. But we'll see. And if as long as maybe Pete's in there in like a safari outfit. Oh, that'd be cool. I would like to see Pete wearing like a safari hat. Like with like with shorts that <laughs> shorts above flip flops. So like khaki shorts that come above the knee. Yes. But then like calf high heavy boots. Tucked into his tucked into his shirt. With his belt, hot like his high water. Not his boots tucked into his no, shirt. No, his shorts, t- like his shirt tucked into his shorts, and his shorts pulled up to his boobs, and his high water socks. So his belly button is like in the fly of the pants. Yes, his high water socks with his flip flops, right, and a pith helmet. Yes, it's like, if we can see that. Mm. Then we can stop the show. But like the top of his collar opened, and it, like all of his chest hair is just pouring out of the top. Yes, I we can end the show, we can end the show right there. Episode sixty three will be the end of it. Screw the other seventy four episodes. Nope, that's it. I'm sorry, seventy two. Seventy 
two episodes mm. after that. Wow. We're, we're almost at the halfway point. We are getting pretty close. What did I say? 139 episodes? Yeah. So episode 69 or 70 okay. would be would be the halfway point that's gonna of be the great. series. So that's like a little ways into season four. We're coming up. <sighs> All right. <sighs> that's going to wrap it for this week. So if you liked what you heard and you really, really, really want to hear more of us, I really hope you do, um, find us on Twitter at Champa Klein. I'm sorry, uh, Instagram <laughs> at Champa Klein. Twitter is at Blow Your Mind 14. Facebook is at Champa Klein Blow Your Mind. Uh, our email address is Let Us Blow Your Mind at gmail.com. You can find our website, champacline.com, where you can find not only uh, Mullets and Memories, but our other two uh, current podcasts. Um, you can find all those episodes archived um, for your listening pleasure. And just feel free to let us know how we're doing. So for Mullets and Memories this week, I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm Tillicum the Whale. <laughs> Have a fantastic week, guys. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke.